0: Thanksgiving Eve. I know. I don't know that Thanksgiving Eve is uh, evil. Thanksgiving Eve is an official holiday, but um, lots of people treat it as one. And so happy Thanksgiving Eve to you. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving Eve as a day of preparation, and we're going to use that as a launching pad into a conversation about the day of preparation historically for the Jewish people, the day of preparation for the Passover, what it. What that language looks like in the Bible. So that'll be um, an interesting conversation up here in just a minute, but we're going to have a conversation first about today's Growing Your Faith Verse of the Day. So you can sign up for the Growing Your Faith Verse of the Day at myfaithradio.com. Today's a great day to visit the website. We don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to join us in our Advent Reading Through the Bible Together series, which obviously starts with the launch of Advent, which is this weekend, and so we don't want you to miss out on that. Love for you to join us. It's free. Go to myfaithradio.com and sign up today. You can also sign up for the Growing Your Faith verse of the day as well. Today's verse uh, from John chapter 12, verses 25 and 26. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Jesus is speaking here. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me, because my servants must be where I am. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. So this is the word of the Lord. Um, Let's unpack it and, and seek to understand it. What does it really mean, really in all caps there, what does it really mean to follow Jesus? I mean, like, where is he going? Where is he leading us? We certainly know that he's leading us into all truth. He's leading us in love. He's leading us in righteousness. Um, He's leading us in um, the way of the Lord to truth and life. All of that sounds really great, right? And then you think about the context of John chapter 12 and knowing what you and I know about what comes in the life of Jesus um, immediately on the heels of this conversation. And we know that includes An unjust arrest, an unjust um, trial, beating, stripping, humiliation, being spat upon, mocked, flogged, crucified, dead and buried. What does it mean to follow Jesus? What does it mean to go where he goes and drink the cup that he drinks? What does it mean to be yoked to him? We think about that, like, oh, I want to be yoked to Jesus because he's going to carry the burden. But being yoked to Jesus also means you're going to go where he goes. You're going to suffer as he suffers. What does it mean to pick up your cross every day and follow Jesus? What does that look like for you? Where is he going? And how do we get there? And why would we want to? Because Jesus is right at the center of the will of the Father. He is the way to a restored relationship with God um, and and with ourselves and with one another to live at peace of mind and peace with God and peace with the world. Not 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 the kind of peace that the world gives, but the kind of peace that only God can give. So we're going to talk more about that today. Um, I'm going to use a piece of pie as my jumping off point for conversation. You know, pie is great. Pie is great. But, um, having the peace of the mind of Christ is so much greater. So, um, we're going to talk about what is lost and what is found. We're going to talk about this day of preparation. We're going to talk about Pie all of that up on today's Mornings with Carmen. So thank you so much for joining me. It is Thanksgiving Eve. This is the day of preparation. Let's talk with our friend um, Pastor Daryl Crouch next about what does it look like on this Wednesday, on this day of preparation for Thanksgiving? um, What does it look like to live lives of ongoing preparation? That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Seen sunny days that I thought would never end. Joining us now, Daryl Crouch from Everyone's Wilson. You can find Daryl and what he's working on at everyoneswilson.org. Good morning and happy Thanksgiving Eve.
1: Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah, that's a thing. And to you too. Yeah, it's great to be mm-hmm. with you.
0: Yeah. Do you have a favorite Thanksgiving pie?
1: Well, I've become a real fan of pecan pie. And uh, mm. it's odd because as a kid, that was not a thing uh, for me. Uh, everybody around me, you know, all the adults, it was an adult pie. And I, I guess I've become an old adult. And so, so um, pecan pie is, you know, it's really hard to beat um, for me. I'm, uh, the pumpkin pie thing is is okay, but uh, there's a texture issue I've got there. But it's good, mm. but it's not something I go to, yeah
0: hmm. So um, I'm curious because um, there there are people who they like chocolate in their pecan pie. Um, there are other right. people who like really only pecans on the top. And there's others who, you know, really, it's got to be loaded up with pecans. So we need a little more specificity. Pecan pie just seems kind of, you know, that, that's too, a little too general right. for me, Daryl.
1: It's it's funny you'd say that. We've had that conversation last week. So I'm a chocolate fan. It's because so I'm in your I house, love, or
0: do you not know that? Uh, like I'm I'm in everybody's like you know like yeah, right? this is how weird. this works. Yes, I know. I you know. And, I'm weird. And Siri it's okay. uh,
1: are listening. Uh, so yeah. So my wife she said, hey, do you want chocolate? You know, well, you want that chocolate chip? You know, pecan pie. And and I really have come to a place again that that's just a little too much. It's a little too rich, and uh, I do love chocolate. So, like, if I'm going to do chocolate, um, you know, a, a piece of chocolate pie or chocolate cake, I'd love some banana pudding right there, right there next to it. So, huh. I like that a lot. Uh, chocolate and banana go really well together. <laughs> but the pecan pie for me, only the nuts on top. And then that Cairo mm. syrup, uh, you know, just sugary, you know, middle mm-hmm. is fine.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's good to know. Important. Um, this is important. It's very important. So, I, um, I woke up in the middle of the night last night to just this most wonderful aroma. My husband, Jim, is the pie maker in our house. And so I could smell it. And I walked into the kitchen at 4 a.m. and there they were, two pumpkin, two blueberry, a cherry, a peach, a blackberry, and one that I suspect is apple. And so you would be so sad if you came (sighs) to our house because this year there would not be pecan pie, but I might, I might have to rectify that before tomorrow because there might be someone like you coming and... Like right, they're going to be so sad, and I have all the fixins, so I might have to yeah, whip there, there's up. There's no there. sad.
1: There's uh, be, be encouraged, Carmen. There's no sadness there. Uh, your <laughs> your husband has got got it going on. So I would be a happy man in that. Oh kitchen. yeah,
0: it's a we um we you know we have a big like piece of furniture, you know, a buffet, right, in our dining room, sure. and now mm-hmm. all it is is a pie buffet. Like we don't even use that. it for anything else. It's just for pies. So there you go.
1: And I think they'll enjoy um, that more than the turkey anyway. So we all yeah. know they're you know, the turkey we, we do that and, and we pile gravy <laughs> on there to, to endure it all. But it's really the the pies it's, you know, you could just do that. Yeah.
0: It's really about the pie. Yeah. I think so too. It's about the um yeah. we're, let's talk about the sweetness of the Word of God today. You and I, um recognizing this is a, a different kind of day of preparation, but the language of day of preparation got me thinking about that language in the Bible. So um, when I think about that language i'm I'm thinking about the New Testament passages that refer to the day of preparation in relationship to um the Passover and ultimately the crucifixion of Jesus. But it has Old Testament roots. So can we talk a little bit about um where it comes from, and then when we come back, maybe we'll talk about its implications for us?
1: Yeah, I appreciate that and and it is uh, unique for us for most of us in in my in the evangelical Christians today. Most of us that I'm that I circle with, uh, we don't do a great job with rhythms and um, the the days of preparation, the liturgical calendar. It really isn't a part of my um, my faith background uh, to any extent uh, beyond Christmas and Easter and a few things like that. But and so uh, I think we can learn a lot. You know, the the people of Israel needed the rhythms. They were in the the wilderness for for one thing and they needed uh, rhythms. They could be working like you and I all the time. But we know that we need the Sabbath. We know that we need a day of rest. We know that we need other. The Lord knew that we needed other um, uh, rhythms of rest and work and um, to kind of um, create some benchmarks in our lives. And so certainly in Exodus 16, we, we see that um, uh, th- those rhythms were important. I think it's a um, if I can read today, it's uh, verse thirty uh, 23, then the Lord, then this is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a day of complete rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil and set aside everything left over to be kept until morning. In other words, do all the prep, you know, your husband's doing a good job for prayer today. And then tomorrow uh, should be a day of rest, a day of enjoyment. Uh, We need to hear that. Uh, Certainly, we fast forward to the New Testament, and Jesus made preparations, as you mentioned, uh, to the Passover, and uh, we can see those rhythms in uh, His life and the life of the disciples. But um, rhythms and rest, I believe, are uh, still as important as ever, and perhaps um, far too neglected for most of us.
0: We're going to continue this conversation about rhythms and rest as we move from the living Word of God, to living out what the Word says. We're talking with Pastor Daryl Crouch. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen on this Thanksgiving Eve, which we're treating as a day of preparation. What does that look like, and what does that mean for you? We'll be right back. Thanks so much for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Hey, I'm Susie Larson. Hey, if you enjoy what you're listening to
1: here, would you consider subscribing to other great Faith Radio podcasts like mine? Search
0: Susie Larson Live at MyFaithRadio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit subscribe and have a great day.
1: Honey, I'm on my way.
0: With a piece of because Paul Perot knows all the music in the universe, he has a pecan I know how to pie do a Google search is what I knew, mm-hmm.
1: know how to do. Mm-hmm. That's amazing! Amazing! He is
0: amazing. He is amazing. Let's give thanks for Paul for a moment. I'm just so grateful. Absolutely. I'm. This is so much fun. I'm so grateful for you, Daryl, that you join us and. Yeah, we have the opportunity to reflect together on um, what the word of God says and and how we can be encouraged to live it out in this world that God so loves. And I'm so grateful and blessed um, to be able to collaborate every single day with Paul Perot. What I mean, what a gift of God, like, right. And this technology and everybody who gives to make the ministry happen. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. So um one friend uh texting in asking could we just all order some turkey pizza? And yes, like Paul, I have a Googler as well. And in fact you can. You can. It's gonna I think probably be a lot like a barbecue chicken pizza. That's what it sounds like in the yeah well, in the looking uh, in the looking up. So
1: so the Apostle Paul said everything is permissible, but not not everything's profitable. So, <laughs> I think the turkey pizza falls into that maybe category. I'm not sure. I do love chicken bar- barbecue chicken pizza. I do.
0: I do too. Um,
1: I, I do like that, but I just I just feel like the turkey. Um, I don't know. It's just not fair to the turkey to do that.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, it's there are some things that turkey goes with, and like leftover. What do you do with your leftover turkey? Do you have like plans for that?
1: Yeah, we 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 don't do great with leftovers generally, but we do mm-hmm. well with uh, the Thanksgiving uh, leftovers. So uh, we're pretty, you know, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Um,
0: you know, do you honestly, just basically honestly, I make the, the plate again, or you don't turn it into something yeah. new.
1: No, I'll make the plate again. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I think I'll do it. Uh, you know, I love ha- having everybody will be at our house tomorrow. So or a lot of our family. So um, so I'm excited about that. But the next day, you get to kind of eat it in solace. You know, you. <laughs> You just, you know, it's a it's a little more special uh, of a private moment that you
0: have. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm I, t- shopping and all that. So,
0: oh, yeah, you know. I um, I feel like a lot of people have pie for breakfast on Friday.
1: Well, we're adults now, so we <laughs> we can do that. And um, <laughs> we 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 can do whatever we want to around the mealtime. So. I, I've enjoyed that. I've been an adult for a long time, but that was one of the you know aha moments that I can have anything I want to for breakfast and um so yeah, we should all the Lord's given all things to enjoy, so I just think we we got to step into that,
0: yeah, so when we talk about preparation, um everybody I think is aware that you know advent is almost upon us, and we're gonna be talking um actually on Friday here on the show a lot about advent and preparing our hearts and minds um, for the coming of the Lord. When we talk about preparation, Daryl, when you think about preparing your heart or preparing your mind or preparing your home or preparing yourself, like what what are some discipleship thoughts maybe that come to mind as I say those things? Well,
1: <clears throat> I think that's great. Um, I, I think all of us feel uh, a certain amount of pressure. Some of it's cultural pressure uh, around the holidays um and some of it um some of our folks that are listening have experienced loss this year and so this will be the first christmas first holiday season without a loved one and um there's just a lot happening and i think for us to um like we would every day but to be to be really faithful to slow down and open our bible and um and pour let the let the scripture wash over us and, uh, these rhythms and rest, uh, are daily decisions as well, and not just, you know, seasonal or weekly or monthly or whatever it may be. But I think uh, really grounding ourselves there. I think also one of, as you think, talk about discipleship practices. I think, uh, to have some people around us who are walking with Jesus, certainly we're going to have a lot of people around us and we're going to be pouring ourselves out to people. We're going to be going to functions that we normally wouldn't go to. This, the calendar. Um, be a little busier than normal. Uh, but I do think, by the way, that's a little parentheses. That's a real important decision to make in terms mm-hmm. of not packing out your calendar just because you can. But, um, that aside, I think to, to make sure that you're around some people who know you, who know what you've been through this year, who love Jesus and are walking with Jesus and, uh, uh sharing a cup of coffee or, uh, making sure you're staying connected to your small group at your church and just being vulnerable and transparent uh, of, with other people, I think, is really important. It's easy for us just to, uh, I think, put on our big boy pants or big girl pants and say, you know, we're going to suck this up and we're going to get through this season. And certainly there's some tenacity that's important um, for us. But I think we we have to uh, I think it's helpful if we'll be vulnerable before the Lord. Uh, with his word and in prayer and vulnerable with other people that we trust that um, that we that that will pour into us as we pour into them. And so um, those are those are a couple of things outside of just managing your schedule in a way that's honest, in a way that um, you know what your capacities are. My capacities are probably different than your capacities. My emotional play where I'm at um, emotionally and what I'm able to do this season are, is different than maybe some people around me. And so I think to be honest with the Lord, to lay the calendar down before the Lord, say, Lord, you know, I, I need you to direct my steps here and um say no to some things in a very strategic and a very intentional way that you need to say no to. And uh, then when you do say yes, it's a it's a it's a capitalized bold yes i'm in and um we're not just um getting to the other side of december 25th and 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 forgetting um what christ has done for us and and um kind of uh, responding to the to the pressures around us and so i just think that intentionality and honesty before the lord and a few other people is really important
0: i appreciate your um encouraging us to be mindful of our own losses that we've experienced, um, and then also the, the losses of others. A couple of reminders. Um, if you have a person in your life who, you know, a year ago or last holiday season, you know, they lost someone, they experienced a loss, this holiday season is going to be particularly acute for them. Um, that That's just true. any loss. The the empty chair is real. And we're going to talk uh, later today um, with Dr. Melissa Mork um, more on this particular subject. One of the things, um, Daryl, that I have noted um, and really appreciate, I mean, I'll just use um, Pastor Eric Reed as an example here. So yesterday he posted on Twitter, just this, you know, heavy on his heart. um, It was December 1st, 2019 that uh, his son Caleb died. And he posted a sweet picture of him. And um, I just, you know, what I appreciate about that is he's sharing, you know, this grief is still real. This loss is still real. This person is still so precious, but it's also so helpful to those of us who want to be mindful and, um, and loving and kind. Um, but frankly, I had forgotten that for, for that family, this loss was in this season. um, And, you know, our lives move forward and not everybody remembers all the losses. I mean, they've been with us in the moment, but, you know, then time passes and that empty chair is still super real and acute for the Reed family, but less so for the rest of us. And so um, I do think that finding ways, social media is a good one, to remind the people who care about you um, of a specific date, um, use a picture um celebrate the life of a person um who is no longer going to be at the thanksgiving table or the christmas um you know or sitting around the christmas tree and and that invites the rest of us back into that process in a in a new way that is appropriate so just want to lift up that yeah. as an idea for folks as well
1: well that's so good and I, I i think it's important to know that when we're at the grocery or when we're out and about that uh, and this is true all the time but certainly it's more acute as you say during the holidays that A lot of the people that we're interacting with are carrying a lot of things and uh, just to be kind and just to be um, patient. And I was again at the grocery yesterday and and it wasn't super crowded yet. It it got more crowded the longer I was there. But um, (laughs) uh, by and large, people were incredibly kind. Everybody understood that this was going to be a busy day and a busy week. And uh i couldn't get my my produce bag open so this uh, older lady said give me that and so she helped me get my produce <laughs> bag open and you know, i thought you know that's um you know those are just small things that if as we um put other people first and think about other people first uh, through the holidays will really help us because the earth does spin and our lives move on but those that are grieving and those that are experiencing hardship Um, It's very real. And the holidays aren't a time uh, for so many that that they're looking forward to. Uh, It's a very difficult time. And so um, anyway, just I think a tenderness and a sensitivity to serve other people and put other people ahead of yourself. um, It's always good advice, but certainly uh, the the holiday season gives us great opportunity.
0: Mm. Happy Thanksgiving to you and to your family. Um, Enjoy. The rest and the rhythm. Um, and we give thanks with you for the goodness of the fellowship we enjoy in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you so much, Daryl, for joining us you know, today.
1: We're thankful for you, Carmen. Thanks for all you do. And if you aren't listening, make sure you you know give a lot of money uh, next week. So um, it takes a lot of money to make this happen. So we, uh, generosity goes a long way.
0: It does. Lots of hands, um, lots of hands make it happen. That's for sure. Um, Daryl, as always, thank you so much. You guys can. Can connect with Daryl Crouch at Everyone's You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBurge. This is Faith Radio. We are cookies and we want to be eaten. We are cookies
1: and we want to be
0: eaten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chocolate and chip were the names of the turkeys who were spared. By the President uh, of the United States. Um, I don't know if my cookie sings to me if I want to eat it, Paul. That seems. Ah, yeah, that would be kind of. uh, I don't really want my food to sing to me. That would be weird. Weird. That would be weird. Um, All right. So it is Thanksgiving Eve. You are listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBerge here with Paul Perot. Let me just ask this brief question here What's the most precious thing you've ever lost? What's the most precious thing you've ever lost? Was it, you know, the diamond out of your wedding ring? Was it another person? A valuable possession, a relationship, a marriage, a child? What's the most precious thing you've ever lost? Maybe it was a physical ability, a job, a fortune, a dream. What's the most precious thing you've ever lost? Hope. In Luke um, chapter 15, Jesus tells a series of parables. There is the lost and found sheep. We know that one. The lost and found coin. We know that one as well. The lost and found son. There is a parable of lost and found gifts. A lost and found elder brother. Jesus tells parables of lost and found because Jesus is the one who comes to seek and to save the lost. I mean, since the fall of humanity um, in the Garden of Eden, we've been playing this extended game of lost and found or hide and seek with God. And let me just say this. You are without question the most precious thing that God has ever lost. You, You are without question the most precious thing God has ever lost. And there is nothing God wouldn't do to find you. No links to which God wouldn't go to seek you out. Jesus literally came to seek and to save the lost. So if you're still hiding, let me just ask you today, aren't you ready to be found? Don't you want to move from lost to found? And if you're in Christ today, how deeply do you long for those who are lost, to be found. We're going to continue our conversation in just a moment. I want to reflect on um, pie. Christianity is not a pie-in-the-sky religion. It's a pie. Pie right now for everyone. We're going to talk about pie next here on Mornings with Carmen. Not too tart, not too sweet, my baby. All right. Thank you for those of you texting in um, this morning at eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four. The question that I, um, that I ask is, what's the most precious thing you've ever lost? If you want to text your answer, I'm absolutely open to lifting those up in prayer today as well. Um, what's the most precious thing you've ever lost? You can text me, eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four. 933 I had you know, started to make a list. Maybe it's the name of a person. Maybe it's a valuable possession or a relationship, a physical ability, a job, a fortune, a dream, um, of a, a listener who texted in just one word, um, or two words, my innocence. That's a, that's an honest answer. Thank you for that. Um, Anne texted in the loss of an identical twin, a grandson, um, what's the most precious thing you've ever lost? Um, yeah. Uh, another friend texting in here Loss through death is such a terrible, painful thing, um, that most of us have experienced. I've now experienced loss through divorce, which has been excruciatingly painful involves betrayal, a fight over resources, the destruction of my family, kids not speaking, um, to one parent divorce also brings shame. Um, Though this, uh, through this walk, uh, I've not found very many resources at my local church, and it makes me so sad. Most loss groups focus on loss through death. Um, yeah, um, Divorce Care um, is a wonderful uh, program. If you Google Divorce Care near me, you can find a Divorce Care group. Um, it's a divorce recovery support um, ministry, I would highly recommend it if you're, if that's the journey that you're walking right now. Again, thank you so much for your, you know, just such honest answers um, to this, you know, I think this provoke, this provocative question on this Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, and, and I bring this up because um, there's just going to be an empty chair at a lot of people's table or a lot of people sitting at an utterly empty table. And um, that's, that. it's so hard. And I just want to acknowledge that. I don't want to shy away from it. God is the one who restores that which is lost. Um, he heals that which is broken. Um, and so I, I wanted to talk about that today um, because we, you know, I want to talk about pie because, you know, you know me and I want to talk about pie. But as we talk about pie <clears throat> and how thin you might slice the pie. Um, oh, I do have a, a family story about pie. I I don't remember this because, like, it's in my living memory. I remember it because the story's been told in our family so many times. So I think this is my great-grandmother, Fowler. It's definitely on that side of the family. So it might be my grandmother, Nettie May. It might go a generation back beyond that to my great-grandmother, Fowler. I don't exactly know which woman is at the center of this. But I can tell you this. There were way more people um, who had arrived to share whatever meal it was Um, than she had prepared for. And you know how God does a good job, you know, you can, there's always leftovers, right, from the meal itself. And so you can, you can keep divvying that up. And, um, and somehow, you know, with gravy, everybody's got a full plate. But when it came to the pie, she only had one pie. Like it was nowhere, no way was it going to be enough for everybody. Like just no way. So she, um, she she lifted the one pie on high and she walked into the room where everyone was seated. The pie held aloft. Pie pie. Anybody want a piece of pie? Oh no no takers. Take it on back. And she just walked right back out of the room. And uh, and so this is um, pie pie. Anybody want a piece of pie? All right, take it on back. That is um, that's a joke in the Fowler family, but it comes out of our own our own heritage. So. Um, there are folks across the country and around the world experiencing this year tremendous loss. Um, one headline here this morning, there was a shooting at a Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia. Last night, it's left seven people dead, many others injured. Um, you're going to hear about that. You're going um, to also hear you know, ongoing stories in relationship to the mass shooting earlier, or I guess last weekend, um, in Colorado Springs. People experiencing all kinds of loss. Um we got uh, turned around on the road last night, you know, blue flashy lights, red flashy lights, giant uh um wrecker, you know, plucking a totally crushed vehicle that had gone over the side of the road and um and I'm just thinking like there are families today um who are not having the Thanksgiving eve that they had planned for. They're just not. Um life changes in an instant. And we want to be thanking God for that which is precious to us before it is lost. So let me highlight that for a moment. Instead of just making a list of all the things you're thankful for, I wanna encourage you today to consider the things and the people who are precious to you and give God thanks for them before they are lost. Before they are lost. And then we're going to come before God and we are going to um thank him for the lost who have been found, and we're going to plead with him um, for those who we know are lost to be found um so let me just as a as an invitation for others of you to text in um, the thing most precious to you that you've lost eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four we're gonna um, we're gonna pray for these losses that folks have texted into this point. So, Father, we come before you, lifting up one another and these these losses that are still acute to us. Um, nothing is lost to you; no one is unaccounted for. And so, Father, we lift up all these prayers to you today for the for the daughter who lost a mom in 2018, for the dad who lost a son just a year ago. for um, the son of a mother who um, was murdered, for a person who's lost their confidence and one who has lost their self-esteem, for one praying today for two granddaughters who are living as those who are lost, um, she's missing out on the chance to watch them grow up. Another praying for a daughter who is wandering and lost, one who has lost their confidence um, well, another one who has lost their innocence. Thank you for the person who texted in that word earlier because it provoked another to consider that same reality. Yeah, we are, uh, we are certainly praying um, in gratitude and great thanksgiving for the things that, uh, that we have and that we celebrate. And we ask God that um, they might be kept God is the keeper. God, would you keep those we love today? Would you keep us in the very bosom of your love? Would you keep us? That we would be a kept people. I'm continuing to pray for those who are acknowledging that they're going to have an empty chair tomorrow because of death or divorce, estrangement, addiction. Those who have moved away in one way or another. Holy God, um, restore that which is broken. Fill that which is empty and bring home those who are lost. In Jesus' name we pray. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBerge. We'll continue this conversation in just a moment. Hey, did you hear the news recently? There are now 8 billion people in the world. My name's Carmen LaBerge. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. Here at Faith Radio, we are telling the whole world about Jesus and helping believers live out their faith every day. If you'd like to help us do that, you're still needed. Your financial support changes lives. You can make a difference with your gift right now at MyFaithRadio.com. Help us reach the world for Jesus Christ. So fill your
1: plate and fill your drink and fill this house with family. The kind of love that all these years can't wash away.
0: Ooh, your one word, um, word um, and your... The things that are precious to you that you've lost that you're texting in at 877 933 2484. I'm breathing deeply and I'm praying continuously. Um, I'm so very sorry for the losses that you've experienced. Um, I'm so very sorry for the, the, the varieties of, um, of loss and, and emptiness and ongoing pain, um, that you're experiencing today. Um, I want to be, I want to tend to that tenderly. Um, A friend uh, has texted in, I lost my daughter who was 10 and a half to a horrible accident. It was my fault. We're praying for you. We're so very sorry. Um, One who texted in uh, a loss of identity. Another, my loss was my husband to suicide. Dear ones, Mm. my heart goes out to you. My prayers go up for you. Um, God is the one who restores and fills. And yet I recognize, I mean, I, have thought a lot about, um, Job and, you know, I mean, he, he had these crushing losses that just exceed, uh, I mean, they just came wave upon wave. Um, he lost all of his children, um, Together in one moment when a house came crushing down upon them and his grandchildren and and the hope of a future. Right. And he'd certainly lost his financial resources and um, he'd lost his servants and flocks and herds. And um, and he'd essentially I mean, although she was still there, he'd he'd lost his wife just in terms of being a mutual support. Um, He'd lost the although they were there. He'd lost his friends because, you know, they weren't really with him in it were very accusatory and um, Job experienced a lot of losses and they were unjust and unjustified. Um, And, and then, you know, we, we read to the end of the story. So we know that God restores God, God gives in even greater abundance and, um, and Job has other children, but I also recognize um, you can't replace people. That doesn't, it doesn't work that way in our hearts and in our memories. Um, And so just know that. And I'm going to encourage you to find a way to set an empty chair. It's okay to acknowledge that that loss continues to be painful and real. It's okay. And if it's a prodigal, set set a place at the table, just holding out hope that they might return home. Just go ahead and hold out that hope. I know it might be hope that's dashed. I I get that. But who knows? God might bring them home and what a joy to be welcomed in um and see that a place had been set for them. Like how what a gift would that be if you were a prodigal and you were wondering, can I go home? Do they really do they really still want me? Do they want me as I am? I'm broken, I'm bruised, I'm ashamed. I've done, I've done things that I know are contrary to, um, the heart desire of the father and my, my family's heart desire for me. But imagine that they show up because you've been praying for them to return. I know you have. And when they show up and they see that you set a place for them, you were waiting for them. You were prepared for God to bring them home. And then I know, I know that space may remain empty all day tomorrow. It may remain empty through this Christmas season. It may remain empty. But it doesn't mean we stop hoping and stop praying and stop preparing for God to bring them home. He has set a place in heaven and it has your name on it because God's holding out hope that you're going to say yes his redemptive offer in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Like there's a place saved for you, prodigal one. There's a place set for you at the feast of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And yes, there's going to be pie, your favorite kind, but Christianity is not a pie in the sky religion. It's, it's pie right now. You can have, I know it's a different kind of peace, but it's a play on words. You can have the peace of the mind of Christ right now. His peace can rule in your heart by faith. You you can be um, found. So many of you um, texting in, thank you um, so much for sharing the thing that, you know, is this the most precious thing that you've ever lost? We've been consoling one another and lifting up one another in prayer today. What's the most precious thing you've ever lost? Jesus tells a series of parables about you know the lost and found. I would encourage you um, to consider those today in this day of preparation, as we as we prepare, you know, to sit down at table fellowship. Some of us uh, in our own homes welcoming others; others of us going to other people's homes. Some of us going um, and serving the least among us. I know lots of folks who are going to spend their day tomorrow um, serving meals to people who are less fortunate. Lost and found read uh, Luke 15 and just consider, just consider um, the lengths to which God has gone to seek and to save the lost. And all that is lost, all that is lost will be restored. Um, all right. I'm looking at uh, other folks who have texted in as well. Yes, absolutely. We're lifting up those of you who have children who are wandering, grandchildren with whom you don't have contact, missing the chance to watch them grow up. Um, and yes, thank you for that note um, that not only did Job experience the, the loss of the, the, the fellowship and companionship of his wife during that season, but that she was lost too. Yeah, I get that. No, amen. Good, good observation there. Um, thank you. Um, thank you to each and every one of you and just recognize that we're going to continue praying for you here at Faith Radio. That's uh, it's just something that we do that we love in this ministry is to have the opportunity to pray for you. If you have a prayer concern, you can always share it with us online at myfaithradio.com. There's a place to do that. Or you can call 877-933-2484 and follow uh, the prompts to, um, to share your prayer concern there. If you're wondering right now um, how a person who is, a lo- who is lost gets found, um, let me encourage you. If you want to know more about what it means to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ and you want to talk with someone about, someone about that, I want you to text the word faith to 41224. Text the word faith to 41224. Our partners over at the Billy Graham Evangelistic um, Ministry are there to answer the phone right now. Um, They'd love to have a conversation with you about allowing yourself to be found by the God who seeks you this day. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio. right the loss of uh the loss of ability the loss of friendship so many things let's uh let's be holding one another gently in our in our hands and hearts um before the lord in this season of thanksgiving on this thanksgiving eve on this day of preparation how are you preparing your heart your mind your table your home yourself how are you um preparing um and what are you preparing for or who are you preparing for? As Christians, we are preparing for the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So what does it look like to be that kind of prepper, right? I'm not, uh, not the kind of prepper that the world might, might recognize by that term, but, you know, as a Christian, I'm always preparing. So what does it look like today to live in a state of preparation for the coming of the King? Like, I mean, one day is going to be the day, right? That Jesus returns. I mean, one day is going to be that day. What what if it were today? Would he find you prepared? Would he find you seeking those who are lost? Would he find you glorifying the Father in heaven? Would he find you doing kingdom work even on this day when we're preparing to, well, we're working so that we can rest. We're working today so that we can celebrate Tomorrow. However, it is that you're preparing, let us also certainly be preparing for the return of the King. We got another hour of Mornings with Carmen up next. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.